Blink is so freaky um, when she like screams out, this meeting is being recorded. Like, girl, nobody don't care. Um, welcome to another episode of the Loud Feelings podcast. I'm your host, Mark Johnson. Uh, and today's episode is all, well, not all about, but it is a lot of hot topics and hot feelings and things like that. And some of you chimed in on the internet and I can't wait to read it. We actually have somebody who wrote in a loud feeling for the week. So I cannot wait to uh, read that aloud. But uh, Lauren is out this week and I am joined by my good friend, John, who a lot of you are familiar with. Um, and this is just a sen- essentially just a phone call that you guys get to listen in on because when we talk, this is kind of stuff we talk about. It's like Real Housewives, tennis, and um, just shade and all that stuff. So how are you, John? <laughs> I'm doing well. I was just I was just thinking, I was like, I could really end this podcast right now because I have a big block on my screen that says this meeting is being recorded. <laughs> I'm continuing to be in this meeting. You were consenting to be recorded. Bitch, I don't want to be recorded. So I'm going to leave the meeting. Oh, there's the end of the podcast. Have a good you know day. what? I'll just sit and talk to my cat. It'll be fine. We will. I'm going to. I'm going to press continue so that I can be part of the podcast today. The show will go on. John, Plo, John Pierre. <laughs> I am doing really well. A little tired today because I got back late from New Orleans. Yeah. Which that, amazing. That was a good time for us. I felt like um, we had, you and I hadn't been face to face in almost two years. And that's wow. like unheard of. We would normally like not go more than six months yeah. prior to COVID, but um that was like, it was a good time. And I felt like I'm just now like recovering. I'm just now coming out of my like, um, stupor, uh, Louisiana, mm-hmm. like, I mean, maybe not Louisiana, but New Orleans is a city full of, uh, alcoholics. And I love it. <laughs> there was a lot of drinking, a lot of just partying and having a good time. Yeah. It, so well, like well suited for the first trip out of the gate for me, at least I haven't taken anything. So um, <laughs> it was good to see our friends and to eat um, crawfish. I had um, one of my friends from Texas. He's like, how do you say that word? Cause he, I'm from New York. So he assumed I would say like something like crayfish or crawdaddy or something like that. And I was like, I say crawfish, like, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, okay, you're good. You can eat them. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know I need clearance from a Southerner, but. Yeah, we had a lot of crawfish, a lot of oysters, which we, as as we are, bougie, flew them in from the Northeast because Gulf oysters are. Uh, Not good. Bleh. Right. They're only good. <laughs> grill them or like make them into a Rockefeller or something like that. Yeah. So, so. yeah, of course. So everyone knows we um, we flew in oysters. Private <laughs> jet. Private jet. <laughs> from um, the Massachusetts area. So ridiculous. Like, but they were delicious. And um, I'm dying laughing because that picture I posted of you this week um, <laughs> with you holding the tray of oysters. Yes. You shucked two of those. <laughs> two of them. That's and it was such a proud moment like i was dying laughing looking at the photo but um yeah it was a good time i can't wait to do it again um and one of the questions in, of this week is like where now that everybody's vaxxed and waxed like where does everybody want to go so i'll go over that later but um let's dive in i wanted to talk about um 
Naomi Osaka, like, and all the controversy going on in the French Open and how I think me personally, I think the tide's changing on um, how we approach like actors and professional athletes and how we demand things from them and feel as though we're entitled to tell them what to do because they're getting paid a gross amount of money. So um, I guess I want to get your opinion on it and then we can just talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, I think, you know, just <clears throat> in case anyone doesn't know from that perspective, but Naomi Osaka ultimately, you know, ended up dropping out of the French Open before her second round match um, due to controversy after she, after her first round match that she won, she decided to skip um, media time yeah. um, in order to basically, um, she just was not comfortable with that she didn't want to do it. And then, um, received a lot of backlash um, at first um, from the French. Uh, she was fined $15,000. Um, I think the French Open was telling her that they could, they were threatening, threatening her to like to expel her from the tournament. Um, and then some high profile women in tennis, mm -hmm. including Billie Jean King and Martina Navratilova were like, you know, basically eat it up. Like ultimately you have to deal with it. This media is part of it. The fans want that. It's part of being, you know, a superstar. Um, and then ultimately, which we all, if we've all followed Naomi Osaka, which we, you know, you and I have, we talk about her all the time. Um, you could tell she's been always very awkward when mm -hmm. she wins or has to do all these. And I hate to, actually, I shouldn't use the word awkward. It's just not, not comfortable. Um, right. She cried when she won the U.S. Open. Um, even when the question, when you, when you watch her press conferences, the question that, you know, obviously are usually sometimes just like, they, they, you know, the media, they keep on uh, pushing stuff. Like if she loses or, or she made a comment somewhere, right. she's they very, they they very comfortable. Exactly. So then she put out another statement that was ultimately where she decided to leave the tournament and said it was good for the fans, but basically good for the tournament and actually good for herself. And she mm -hmm. talked about how she had depression and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, when she released that, um, you know, all the, like Navrasilova, Billie Jean King, um, actually, you know, put out new responses saying, you know, the not really apologizing for their first response, but more of just like, you know, I hope everything's going well um, with her and want wishing her a speedy recovery. But then obviously you had all these other stars. Um, so just tennis stars in general, Sloan Stevens, you know, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, you know, a lot of support for Osaka. Yeah, and I think um, in, it, it changes the conversation that we're having about people and their mental health and how we're not entitled to tell somebody what to do if it doesn't line up with their mental health. She set a boundary. She set a boundary like pretty like directly and said, I, I'm going to play the game that I love so much, but I'm not going to do press because it's not what I love. I'm not media trained. I'm not like comfortable doing it. So in order to protect and not be back in a, a uh, like a place of depression, I'm not going to open myself up to these questions because they are questions that are just meant to hit and target. And I mean, not for anything, we didn't protect uh, Serena the same way. So it, I think the tide is just kind of shifting and we don't, we're not entitled to anybody else's mental health. So, um, so yeah. the, some of the people that came out 
and like just comes out of a like a, a dungeonous crevice um, every single time. Anytime it can pertains to a woman, particularly a woman of color, is Pierce Morgan coming out saying like, "Oh, shut up and play your game," and um, calling her arrogant and things like that. And it's like based on what you don't even know this woman and all of a sudden you're like demonizing her and it's just so disgusting. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting is right. is like, you know, Osaka basically admitted that she knew she would be fine, yeah. um, but, she, but she didn't really think about like, she didn't expect this whole extra thing, which is, you know, what about, um, you know, what about uh, the expel thing? So that like if they basically threatened her and said if she was to continue to miss it, she would not only be expelled from this tournament, but future Grand Slam tournaments. So let's take a step back there. What are you doing? You're forcing someone to either have to go and face her fears of the media, like basically at this point, or like skipped and then basically expelled from a sport where she's currently ranked number two in the world. And why are we putting that pressure on someone? And then it begs the question, you know, we all go back to when Serena Williams yelled at the judge and during, during that tournament and was given, uh, basically lost a point. And it was like the men, you know, you think about McEnroe Every and all time. these others. Right. Again, another black athlete is pushed into this position. And it's like, what, what is going on here? And I think, you know, Roland Garros, which the French Open basically said, like they wished her a speedy recovery, which people are like, it's depression. Like it doesn't really. It's just not a speedy away. recovery. Even if you wished it, like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm under the, I've heard people say all the time when it comes to celebrities or when it comes to athletes, like, suck it up. You make all this money. You should be able to deal with it. I and don't, yeah, no, I don't agree with you that. You shouldn't agree with it. And I, I think people are so young and it's so different to, you know, how someone can deal with it. And, you know, Serena has said multiple times, Venus has said multiple times, it took them years to know how to deal with it. And I think Venus came out with that video, which I, was, I thought was hilarious, where she said, I just think about everyone who's asking me a question you can like, never beat me. <laughs> yes, you can't even hold the flame or whatever to me. And you know, oh. I, I feel for Osaka, and 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 from the response that she's getting, it you know she's very well liked, you know, on the tour as well as from a bunch of others. And it's good to see the support uh, from all the athletes because um, yeah. who, gives, who gives a fuck what Pierce? Right. Nobody's gonna remember one press junket that she didn't do. Like, why is this such a giant deal? And it's only a giant deal because she didn't do it, right? Yeah. Like, so, but like. It's a shame because, I mean, like, who knows if the Olympics will happen, but, like, my thought is with the Olympics, for example, like, you know, she's definitely the number one uh, from Japan. It's it's the Tokyo Olympics. Like, you want want her to be better. Yeah. I I mean, or in in a better state. Um, Yeah. she'll, She'll be, you know, dealing with this for a while, but, yeah, it's, it's tough. It, I, ultimately, the response from, what it whatever it was the French Open or from the other Grand Slam tournaments kind of sucked. Yeah. Uh, and well, they're lo- they're less without her. I feel. Yes, and it's a shame that it had this happen to happen. But uh, I don't. I hope that Osaka, you know, takes this time to to reflect on things and and, and ultimately, you know, get the help that she needs. And yeah, know, well, she's that's that- all of our support. Ultimately, what I I come back to is like we also have agency over our own body, and we we can say yes or no to what we give. And yes, there are consequences attached to those types of things, but 
it you have to preserve your mental health because guess who's not going to be there to help pick you up is the media when you're all you're like you're falling apart. So um, let's go on to oh I didn't even like I forgot to say it but happy Pride it's uh, Pride Month and we're all wearing our Target like, <laughs> our Target Pride shirts and everything <laughs> but. Um, no, I'm excited. Like, I might actually do things. Last year was canceled across the board. Um, but this year, like, I think it just puts a new zeal in me to, like, actually try. Um, I gave it, what, two, like, an hour and a half at the gay bar on, like, in Louisiana. And I was like, okay, I'm going now. <laughs> this is too much. Well, I actually was good. And we need to talk about this. So, wow. Yeah. Ooh, you scared? Um, I was impressed because the when you were at the, the the bar in in New Orleans, you felt as though the group of people like you had stepped away, and then when you came back, everyone had their back to you. Yes. Um, it made you uncomfortable, and for other reasons, you wanted to leave. But the next day, that other group of people showed up at the Crawfish Spoil, and it was it was really great to see that you interacted with them so well, and it was nothing yeah. like that. Like you didn't take that all of us are back to, it wasn't even anything. It was just, it just happened to be in the location, I think, in the tight 100%, corner. No, one thousand percent. I knew, day, yeah, I knew, like, I know my, I know me first better than anybody. And I know like things like that in the moment don't feel good. And I need to be able to communicate it with my friends and say, I'm not feeling this energy because then it can turn into something negative. I didn't, bash anybody and say somebody did something it was more so like i need to remove myself because i'm the potential negative energy that could be added to this situation and nobody will have context as to why listen i knew that but let's not talk about how that was that wasn't explained <laughs> let's tell oh, everyone no. what happened you were leaving i said oh mark <laughs> leave and mark said john don't even get into that you've done this before just know that I'm. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but you, was, you respected me. I do. Like, I wasn't going to keep you around. And obviously, if you would have kind of said, it probably was not a, a a great part of like the night for you to tell me. Like, I think everyone had their back to me. I just felt uncomfortable. Negative. No. Yeah. It was just like we all weren't in a a great nope, you know best state to really understand. None of us were there. Yeah. And like also. I know I had been drinking since what, like 10 that morning. I, there is no way that I was mentally capable of like deciphering what I was feeling in that moment. I wouldn't even talk about it, but it was more so um, none of those people had done anything to me. So I wanted to like really interact with them in an environment where I felt safe and good and like at ease. But um, they all turned out to be like lovely people. I ended up apologizing to one person only because, like, I'm with, with new people, I'm not, like, very touchy-feely. It's just a thing. Like, I'm just like, I, yeah. okay, you're coming in for a hug, and I need to, like, brace for that. It's just my awkward body. And um, she was so gracious and was like, oh, I didn't even think twice about it. But I was like, I don't want you to think that I don't like you because I don't even know you yet. So she was uh, great. And then, I mean, of all those people, there's only one person that was interesting, and I was like, Everybody else felt that way. Awesome. Let's keep let's keep eating crawfish so that like our gills fall off. Um, so um, before we go on to the next thing, I, yeah. I, you know, for your for your for the viewers out there, 
Uh, it's my probably seventh or eighth time in New Orleans. So I will give you my highlight of the trip. Um, but I'm curious about, you know, we did this when you were gone. So, cause you left okay. a little bit earlier. Um, and I would say my highlight is probably something we did with, without you there, which I wish you were there for. Um, I feel, I feel like I, crap. No, I'm just kidding. That sounds horrible. Like my highlight was when you was were. Was Mark left? Yeah. Um, but I would, I'm curious to you, maybe your favorite, um, three things, your favorite food that you ate there. Okay. Um, your favorite uh, activity that we did, and then maybe your favorite thing about the city. Itself. Okay. Um, are you going to tell yours or you want me to tell mine first? I, I can go with mine first. Okay. That, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm, laugh, I'm laughing again. My favorite food was when you were there also, which is the first place we went to, which is Bearcat. Oh, um, yes. I hadn't arrived yet. Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. I mean, everything was fine. The only thing about it is I also had this cocktail there, which was like a toasted coconut flavored, like bourbon drink. And it right. knocked me on my ass. Like I, everyone there by like 11 o'clock at night, we were obviously drinking during the day slowly. I had to go home. I had to be dropped off home before everyone else continued to go out. Um, because yeah, I was, it was something else for one drink. Um, so that was my favorite food and I had never been there before and I'd heard, heard about it, um, but absolutely delicious. And, um, I'm glad usually when I go to a spot where it's like 1130, I'm like, do I order breakfast or lunch? And I'm a huge lunch person, mm -hmm. uh, but I decided on breakfast and it was top notch, top notch. Probably my favorite pancakes I've ever had. Uh, the potatoes were amazing. Mark, actually, I think you got to taste some of the potatoes when we heated them up the next day. Oh, they were good. Yeah. Um, so that was the, that was food. Uh, second activity is on Monday night. Uh, we did this, uh, like kind of drag bingo, um, uh, in the Bywater region. Um, that was really fun. Uh, and we ended up, uh, Ben and I ended up winning, uh, one of the things. Soccer. It was they served, they served popcorn, like this light truffle popcorn, which was amazing. That and they bad. had these good cocktails mine was like a vodka basil kind of fresh cocktail and just the the performances and just i think it's so cool that someone opens their house their backyard has created a stage has done all this work uh really cool and they actually perform in uh, provincetown here and oh, all over wow. kind of the country so that was awesome but a close second was um the we spent a day at this place called the country club at the pool with, with, with Mark, that was a lot of fun too. I just, it was good conversation, um, really fun, like people watching. And I thought, you know, that's yes. my favorite thing. Um, and I think my favorite thing about New Orleans from a city perspective is um, all everything to do outside of like the French quarter. Like the city has a lot more to offer besides what we all think of it as. Um, mm -hmm. So there are so many different things that we can do um, that you can do in the city. Um, that is not just what we see on TV or we think of from a French Quarter. That happens everywhere, but there are so many little areas. There's so much culture. I love the houses and some of the and the architecture and the the porches that are on these houses and and um, it's so unique. It's such yeah. a unique area. If anyone can get down, and yes, I am not being paid by Expedia or Travelocity. <laughs> no I ads. No ads found here. <laughs> no I ads. wish we were. I, I know. I would dedicate a whole episode to travel <laughs> if that was the case. Call me. Um, that would be great. 
Um, so mine, my favorite food, that's a hard one. Um, you know what? I felt like I love crawfish and I have always kind of loved crawfish. Like I don't get to interact with them as much as I would, but like the way, um, that our friends did it, like just was like top notch. Like they cleaned them properly. They like, um, boiled them properly and like the 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 add-ons it was always like the add-ons like the ravioli oh the ravioli my favorite the the fresh (laughs) corn and all that stuff and like then the oysters and things like that so that was like my favorite food experience my favorite like and it's like a two-way tie for me is um when we went to that one bar where we got the charcuterie and oh sure that was sure we have a cure in rochester and it doesn't hold a candle <laughs> um but just well, the atmosphere what's that no no that's the same night that i sent myself home yes well i had to too um, <laughs> also i found out what age i was when i go out to bars now because i just can't the the thought of being anywhere at 2 a.m is like what the fuck is it? i'm like in yeah. bed five hours by that point so I love that, and I love the the country club. That was like, yeah. I think I got to know um, our friends better. Uh, ben, I got to know a lot better, and it was just in the context of like us hanging out and like just relaxing. Like, when's the last time we just like relaxed by a pool? It just very rarely happens because we're all so busy. Um, so that's like something that I'm going to put like in my memory in my memoir as well. But. Um, I my favorite part about New Orleans is the art like I just remember walking everywhere and when I left you guys from the bar um on Saturday night they have such beautiful window displays on Bourbon Street and the surrounding areas and then like if you even move outside of it like there's just like these painted houses and like there's this artwork on sides of houses and I have a lot of uh videos and photos of it but it was just like so eye grabbing and like very reminiscent of what I would think of New Orleans. And like you, you would see it in kind of like some of the B roll of some of the movies that are based down there. Um, and then the graveyard tour that was like amazing. That was awesome. and the beignets we got after the beignets, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, that, all of yeah. it, it was just like, how do you pick one? And I, me, I, I definitely am going to go back because, like, you can't fit all of the things you want to do yeah. into one small weekend. And I took less time because I had stuff going on and all that. And to get away was, like, a like a treat in and of itself. But um, I think it was just a really good time to reconnect, especially with you, because we hadn't seen each other in so long, like I said earlier. Yeah. Um, so it was a good time to reconnect and um, just kind of go from there. Um yeah, I think, yeah. I think the last thing I would say is um, it was nice to be in uh, 85 degree sunny oh weather. Everyone <laughs> else in the Northeast had cold rain. Ha, 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 ha. I know. I we died. Had, we had a Memorial Day weekend. You did it. You did it. <laughs> I was like, I came back on Sunday and like, you know how like you have layovers and it gets like gradually cooler. Like, so I like. Yeah flew to Chicago and I was like, Oh, it's a little bit windy. Like it's windy city, yada, yada. Yeah. But I was like, okay. Flew into Rochester. I was like, Oh shit. I should turn the heat on when I get home. I yeah. put the space heater on. I put the space yeah. heater on. That's, that's ridiculous. So 
Gross. Um, yeah, all in all, can't wait to take another trip. I'll be in Boston in the next month. Um, yeah. So that'll be fun. We'll do something great. Um, but I've been to Boston a million times, so it's always fun. So um, let's go on. And I know not this isn't for everybody. And actually, it's, it works out that Lauren's not here because she doesn't even watch Housewives. But I kind of wanted to get your pulse and some of the other people's on some of the new housewives and some of the situations that are going on within the housewives. Um, uh, I did, first off, I didn't know New York was on last night. I thought it was on Thursday, so it must be on Tuesdays. Yes. And okay. there was an a interesting, lot, a lot happened. Big okay. interaction. Between um, Ebony and Luann. Between Ebony and Luann um, that gets cleared up next episode because New York gets through there. New York moves an through <laughs> Right. It's not a an episode long like epilogue from Dorit about a stupid dog. I shouldn't yes. say stupid dog. From stupid Dorit. Like it's not yeah. that. But um, I, that's one thing I really love about New York. Um, so let's since we're on New York, what do you like? What are your feelings on Ebony? Like, how are you thinking? I really like Ebony. I like. I think she brings in a obviously a new voice she's not afraid of the women mm -hmm. um, i think she she's handled them well so far um and yeah i it, so far so good i think again you, it's hard to be a new housewife and to fit in and um i'm curious to see how the season goes this yeah. the, i only i to be honest i was on the plane yesterday and only caught the last like 10 to 15 minutes of that episode, which okay. is where her and um, Luann were going back and forth. Um, you know, I feel really bad that in the previews for the next episode, she's actually crying about the angry black woman comment and all that. And like, I hope that they all can clear that up. Um, and it seems like they do. So yeah, Luann's getting killed on social media right now. And I've not watched it. I am a Luann fan, but that might change after I watch it tonight. Um, and I'm going to watch Beverly. But um, I think Ebony, because she is who she is, and I've known about her for a little while, like from different blogs and things like that. And I just think she's incredibly smart. Like she's a lawyer and incredibly um, articulate when it comes to dissent, like, breaking up feelings versus facts and not a lot of people have that skill they try to morph their feelings into facts and that's where the argument's lost or mm -hmm. where you just double down on what you said originally so i'm interested to see how she fares throughout the season but she's gone up against like some titans like luann is a bit she's a force and she's had some back and forth with sonia and Ramona here and there, but like I, I enjoy that like she's had the luxury of watching for at least what ten plus seasons to kind of know who some of these people are to like analyze them and then come in and say like okay this is what you're doing wrong and this is why nobody takes you seriously and things like that or this is why you're fighting with Sonia when she's just asking for this. Yeah, I, I'm curious about. I'm curious about it. Because I, do, I think they are all, like, ends up, like, I think Luann and Ebony, I think everyone are still friends. Yes. So this happened, obviously, and, and the, they're going to clear it up. Um, but, yeah, you have to watch to get your, your take on it as well. It started off with an intelligence versus educated comment. 
and people saying words are put in each other's mouth and then voices being loud and then accusations of, you know, all that. Um, and yeah, I know Luann's being dragged right now on social media, but, you know, we'll see how next week goes. Right. Uh, um, I, I think it's interesting, Bravo as a whole, after the George Floyd thing, they went on a um, hiring and firing spree where they diversified all of the white casts and had that be kind of some of the new pushing, like just definitely having the conversation about race. Yeah. Um, more, and we can get into this next. Um, I know you don't watch Dallas, but like there's some very compelling information there. Um, but I, I think it's good. I mean, Ebony can't be the only black person that exists in New York, right? Like, but yeah, it's. I know they're not. They're trying not to alienate their base audience of people that watch the show, but it's interesting that it has to be done on the back of a black person. And I don't know, I have my feelings about that, but I'm ultimately happy to see her there. Yeah. And, and just so you know, like in this, in what I saw from it, um, I guess, again, I, I caught on the last 10 minutes, so it was not fully, I have to watch the episode as well, but I guess they were kind of, uh, they being Ramona and Luann were a little upset with Leah's comments. Um, because she was throwing, she was throwing some, you know, her words around vaginas and penises uh, around some other words, you know, and basically a comment was made that, you know, Ramona and Luann grew up in more conservative, so they don't really like those words. And then it turned out to be educated. And then the, you know, it spiraled into education. And then Ebony was like, I'm more educated than you all, which is true because she has degrees. And then Luann got offended and said, like, I don't consider education just based on that. And then, then Ebony was like, you know, trying to prove her point. Um, And basically Luann then says, why are you so angry? And then boom, that in the pre, from what we heard from the video, you don't ever hear Luann say, you know, an angry black woman, like in those terms. Right. Uh, but, and, and you actually hear Luann say, I'm not going to use that term because I know it's not a good term to use. And I, I understand that. But she kept up, she did men- mention angry a few times. And Ebony's view was like, hey, Leah just yelled at you guys and no one called her angry. So why aren't we calling Leah the same? Right. Um, and that's kind of where it is. And then, but in the preview, it shows them really already apologizing to each other. So obviously yeah. a talk happened somewhere. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, yeah. Let's move on to Crystal Minkoff. I, I like, oh, for, I'm sorry. Let me go back to Ebony real quick. 75% of you are like a fan of Ebony. I think okay. one person was just like, I don't even know who she is. So they downvoted her, but uh, most of you are fans of Ebony, which I appreciate. I think she's wonderful. Um, but back to Crystal Minkoff. Um, I started out like pretty neutral on her. Like I was just like, okay, like obviously like they had to diversify the cast and all that kind of stuff. And like, she doesn't really have, that big a name, her husband has a bigger name than she does. 
So it's just interesting to see who she'll become or what this will spur into. But um, I like that she comes out. There's only two episodes of Beverly Hills, and it's already more exciting than the whole last season. Yeah, um, I agree. Like, she comes off and as Sutton, like, I and <laughs> as <laughs> reference, I call Sutton Sun, Sutter Home Wines, A-W-H-I-N-S-E, um, because... I cannot stand Sutton. And that is my, that's my loud feeling. I'm sticking by it. I'm going to stick beside it. But um, I, I like that she asked her point blank, like, so you don't see color. Okay. Like, you know what that sounds like. You're complaining about feeling alienated because you're a redneck and you don't identify as a redneck, whatever you are trying to equate that to being a person of color in America, particularly to an Asian American at this point in time. Now, some of the crimes had not happened, but some of the talking points from um, like Trump supporters were already there, like calling it like uh, the, the um, coronavirus, the Kung flu and things like that. And just really setting the stage for Asian hate. Um, but I like that she'd like put that out there immediately. Like, okay, if you're going to say that we're going to go to toe to toe with it each and every time. And it seems like they have tonight, a pretty interesting interaction where Sutton is like kind of playing a Karen. And I just don't know. I'm interested to see how it plays out and who's where I land on this, but. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting, right? Like, you know, it really is showcasing how many of these housewives have just, surrounded themselves with white people their whole life. Yeah. So and their notions have never been checked. Exactly. Exactly. And they've only been echoed. Yeah. And I think and I, I think it's it's not even like Bravo having to try to like make a point with anything. It's no. these, it's these white women who just have surrounded themselves with other white women and men their whole lives are now getting checked because they have they're doing racist behaviors or they have racist thoughts or, well, or they're whatever it is. In, you know what I mean? They're just, yeah. Culturally they're fold, I guess they're folding into racist notions that like would normally go unchecked. Like would Kyle Richards ever check Sutton for saying what she said? No, mm-hmm. she has no reason to, she has no basis to. So it's, I mean, they even did it with like, with, like Kyle Garcelle. Richards and well, Garcelle, Kyle and, Garcelle and, and making no. that comment and like, her being like, Garcelle being like, would you have called out Rena or anyone else on that? Probably right. not. Probably right. not. But she admitted, I love, and this, I don't give Kyle many kudos, but she admitted, I was not in a good place with you. I was angry at you and I wanted to take a dig. And I didn't know that that was a dig. And that ignorance is a, a form of privilege. Like, you don't have to think about that. It is real. But um, I think it's, it behooves Kyle to be on the right side of this conversation ultimately. Yes. Right. Um, totally. no, nobody <laughs> wants to say where Sutton's at. Um, Kathy Hilton, how are you feeling about her? I mean, she's a powerhouse family. I, like, I, I wrote you and I, I, you didn't say anything. So I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I, no, I, I didn't see it. Something. I said something to him that I triggered him. And I'm going to have oh. to have a conversation with him. No, I said when, when they describe her, like how little she would put kids in chairs when she was younger <laughs> And do their hair and their teeth. I, I, I said she's serial killer ass. Oh my god, I wouldn't feel anything about that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, these stories are like really scary. Yeah, I um, I do feel like she was like some type of like neighborhood 
hair and dental specialist and it's fucking weird like yeah are these kids all accounted for today are they all adults today i thought the only the only thing i would say is yeah i think she's good so far i think people maybe thought she would come in and maybe expose kyle on some things but i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think it's gonna happen i also just think that she is is and has been rich for so long that she has no concept of the world around her i think she's been insulated from this she, I think that I saw an article where she said she stopped watching Beverly Hills Housewives when Lisa Renna and Kim started fighting, um, where they like had that major blowout and Kyle ran out of the building. Still not clear why Kyle ran out of the building, but yeah, um, yeah. So I all, all in all, like I don't have a, I'm pretty neutral on her. I don't really think there's anything going on with her that's too controversial. Not a lot of people care about um, – everybody's, like, kind of eh on Crystal Minkoff, though. Well, we'll see. She's only – give her more than two episodes. Yeah, she's got time, right? Um, how does everybody feel about Sutton Home Wines? All right. So, so, so back to Tiffany, I don't, I don't watch Dallas, but I ultimately I think Dallas needs to go. I think Dallas needs to be canceled. I think there's been multiple – multiple really insensitive things Racial, that like, on that show. Yeah. Nothing happens anyway. No, it's not interesting. Um, Brandy's plastic surgery looks crazy. Um, I, I just don't get, it's like three times, like this is a, like an issue. Like why is everything based on, based in race, like hate essentially is what I, I'm trying to say. Um, and then the aftermath of like her, um, who is it? Um, what's her tall name? Uh, Cameron. Yes. Her family going after Dr. Moon is like, what the fuck? Like you're, you're literally slandering a person in the press just because they didn't agree with your wife or you felt like your wife was mistreated. Like it's kind of bullshitty. Um, so, and it was it's interesting that like in Texas, the first thing to go towards is hate and the first thing to go towards is racism. So um, I didn't even put that as a poll question because I did not want to see somebody support and nobody probably would have from these polls, but like supporting Cameron Westcott, like she's, she should, if the show's not canceled, she should not be on it anymore. Is like how it should. Yeah, I agree. I am. We're just trying to look like, I think, yeah, I was just, I mean, they did get, you know, whatever, 500,000 viewers on their season finale, but it was the lowest rated finale in Dallas history this year. Yeah, it's not a good show. Like, and there's a couple good um, stars, so to speak, on there, Bravo celebrities on that. But um, I don't know. Also, we need to, like, set aside time to go to BravoCon this year. I know. When is it? It's October something or another. Um, I hope it's not during your race. Which we need to talk about the race. Yes. John's running a race. Um, and it's, 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 not, go- it's not about me. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to cheer him on. So. Um, we got to talk about if you, I was going to get an Airbnb. I just don't know if you're okay with staying with, you'll have your own room, but staying with people How that many people met, never met before. Yeah, no, it's not happening. Um, I'll get a hotel. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I just felt like it would be easier, like cheaper to do an Airbnb. It, 100%. My life is not. 
Here we go. Life is not easy or cheap. Like I know. We're why don't we just have it? My life's not easy or cheap, so I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. You know, maybe four or five people that you've never met. So yeah, I think that's going to be a actual. uh, It's it's. You're Naomi Saka walking into a press conference. No, nope, and I just really won't. I'm making it, guys. I'm just relating it to the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate the heads up. Um, uh, uh, I figured I'd offer, but I know you very well. That... You do know me well. <laughs> um, but I'll be at I'll be at every event. I'll just have the option to leave. Yeah, and... I think I think we're gonna do like a Friday to a Tuesday because it's Columbus Day weekend. Yeah, that totally works. Um. I got off track, but that's, that's yeah. Good. So BravoCon is actually the weekend after. So if we okay. want to go to New York during that, we could. We totally should. I think, I think that'd it's be the fifteenth or the seventeenth. It's going to be interesting. Which to what events you want to go to with, and what events I got to go with. But I can't wait to see what um, that's going to be a fun podcast after to talk about. I know. I who, is, know. who is really nice? Who, who is, is a not nice? Who did Mark yell at? <laughs> well, if it goes viral, we'll all know. Right? We all know it's going to be Kenya. Yep, cut Kenya sudden. Um, if uh, what's his name, Luann's ex-husband's there, I might go off on him too. Oh, He's um, everywhere. Ramona, you're going to yell at. Oh, bye, Ramona. Bye, Wig. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Kenya's top on the list. Her and Giselle. Giselle, bye. yeah. Oh, bye, Giselle. And somebody was like, why are you so mean towards Giselle? You're celebrating that her family didn't work out. I'm not celebrating that her family didn't work out. She's already divorced. It was stupid as a storyline for last season when we all knew it wasn't going to work out. But Yeah, we all do. Um, Portia. So interesting mix of, oh, oh, yeah. Interesting mix of, everybody's 50-50 on this one. Um, so I asked, like, on the Porsche, Porsche and Simon situation, what is everybody feeling? Four people said that they're not mad at her. Like, she did it, like, whatever. Then three people said she's dead ass wrong. Um, I don't, I, I fall, and this is, you know how I am. I'm pretty liberal with other people's relationships, but I don't think she did anything wrong. I don't, I don't know the full scope of the, the situation, but if he is your man, he is not going to even look at Portia. Um, you can't steal what's on the table. I agree. And to, I agree. And he's just as guilty as, you know, he, he's married or whatever was happening and he can do that. Right. I just think that you, and I, you, I've spoken to you about this before. I just think the, it's sort of like, the in-your-face post part of this. So the Instagram post. The flaunting. Now she's doing all this press and saying she's going to have at least three weddings. She got his name tattooed on his neck, and they've just been dating since March. I think this flaunting of this is just uncalled. Like, it's not needed. It's uncalled for. And I just – that's where I think this is going really bad. I don't know if she's addressing anyone from a PR perspective or anything, but, like, I just don't – I. I don't get it. It seems to me like actions like that really seem desperate. There and it I, is right there. No, but I, so I there. got her Bravo show, so maybe it's working. Oh, it's a hundred percent working. And she got a book deal and she got a fabulous podcast and all that stuff. I think it is 
100% in poor taste. So I can have the conversation about it being in poor taste that you're flaunting it. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to post. I can't even really take the posting part away from her because she is excited. I don't know why. He looks like a dad, but like she's yeah. got a, she's got a yeah. type. He's got but, a but I, I honestly thought it was when I saw the photo originally. I thought it was um, Dennis's dad. I thought like, wow, she's really close to his family. Like, <laughs> wow. But then I saw like The Rock, and I was like, I think she's engaged. Um, so it is flaunting it in that uh, Fallon's face, and Kenya is going to have a field day with that. If she thought reporting about Bolo was a big deal, this is going to take her to the bank and back. Um, but Kenya loves to mind other people's business and not worry about why her marriage is failing in front of her. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I think ultimately you can't uh, you can't. He's guilty just as much, and who knows the story, what happened, and all that stuff. I just think that the flaunting is poor taste. It, it is in poor taste. Like, but like they're public people, so I don't know how they would stop. And that. Like, also, like this guy has done this, so you know you have to be prepared that he might do it to you as well. How you get him is how you lose him. I stand by that. And yeah. I, if you are okay with like, or you have an open concept marriage, like a kitchen, um, totally fine with that. That'll work out for you. But if you do not, and you're a jealous person, Portia, which you are, then you're gonna you're gonna struggle with this one, and you're gonna be on a what second marriage, third like engagement. I don't know. Yeah. So I love Portia. I'm a stand. I'm a stick beside her, but there are some like holes in this idea um karen huger's always right by the way never wrong <laughs> yes he's a darling and are they ever, are they still filming or no they they, they just them. i think they just wrapped so they're we get yeah. a yeah they know they wrapped a while ago we'll get theirs later this summer july i think but yes. did they do their um reunion show yet no they won't do the reunion until the show's aired like so they'll get like i think four episodes out before the end Perfect. of the season and then they'll, so they'll be able it. to talk about this yes 100 percent. so um happy to see it loved <laughs> is jamal coming i didn't think so <laughs> classic line um but yeah so going into one of the questions is john paul john one of your favorite loud feelings podcast guests john so not a lot of, not a lot of people knew me not a lot not looking good for you zero percent like you uh 90 hate you no just kidding um 60 of the people love you um 63 yeah. for, in fact and um, our good friend Emily just did it to be a scorch to say oh, she, yeah. she doesn't know you. So um, so more than 60% of people like you. So all good stuff. I threw that in there just to switch it up a bit. Um, some of the places that people want to travel to, now that we're all vaxxed and waxed, um, I think you said Southeast Asia. I've always wanted to go to like Thailand or Vietnam or something like that. Although, you know, obviously like, they're not they're, that those countries, unfortunately, are probably not receiving so much of the vaccines. I, yeah. Um, but I've always wanted to travel to South, like that that area. Um, yeah, I'm. I really want to go to Thailand. Like I, actually, when I was um, on the way back from some trip, I can't remember. I like looked at it just to see how much it would be 
to just go there and to be there. It's really a, like really cheap. Like I guess our dollar translates very well over there, which kind of makes me think like, oh, we're doing them a disservice. But um, yeah, and the like doing a food tour and all that stuff would be amazing in Thailand. Um, the next place is anywhere Nordic. I. Since I live in the cold, I never think to take cold vacations. So you know this came from somebody who lives in a tropical place. Um, the next after that is Spain. They said Spain or anywhere in Europe. Respect. Yep. I, love, I love Europe. I almost said Europe. I think I typed Europe and then I erased it. You've um, been you've been to a lot of cities in Europe. I've been to um, a bunch of cities in the Netherlands, um, so Amsterdam, uh, Rotterdam, Groningen. I'm sending it. I'm saying it wrong. Groningen. Uh, and then I went to Bruges, Belgium. I've been to Paris, France. Um, in Bruges, Belgium, I took a shot. Someone was like handing out shots. I was like, "Oh, this place is great. They're giving me free shots." I took a shot. Went to the bathroom turned around from the stall and some like six foot five guy like grabbed me by the neck and lifted me up in the air. and was like, you stole my shot for my friend. And I was like, I thought it was free. I and will he, buy you another one. Don't pick me up. By and my he said, neck. get out, get out. Um, I mean, in hindsight, I kind of like that now, but <laughs> that that shit opened a door. <laughs> I was like, wow, I really could like that as I'm about to get my ass kicked. So, oh um, Bruges and then Paris, and then I, I was in Barcelona as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm done. I'm done with <laughs> Just when I thought like we spent enough time and got it all out in the open, I hear this. And it totally derails me. You have to open up yourself. Uh, wow, wow. You have to be open. On yeah, but podcast. you do, Papa Queen. You have to open, be open on this podcast. It's what keeps people around interested and all that stuff. And coming back 100%. And I think I, as somebody who does not tell any, almost anything, I tell more on this podcast than I do mm -hmm. to people face to face. So if you want to know anything about my life, just tune in. <laughs> Um, or if you're curious as to like uh, what trip I took that you didn't know about, <laughs> tune in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Dominican Republic is one of them. Of course, I want to go to Dominican Republic. That's like, I, like you, yeah, we're we're supposed to go. I think we'll do that next year, though. Yeah, I think it'll be easier to do next. It'll year. be hard to do like Chicago and then BravoCon and then yeah, Dominican Republic in November or something. My bank account's like take like healing yeah. from last week, so yeah. yeah, we'll we'll do it. I need to save up for some of these. Um, Croatia, I I think about Croatia, but I'm like it's so far. Like I I don't know. It would be a long. It would be a very long plane ride, but it would be fun to like do a yacht week or something like that. It like, sounds so bougie, but like doing a yacht week or like um, whatever they do on below deck. Yeah, we need to do that. We need to. Find a friend that has money that could just pay for us to be on one of those trips. Now accepting applications for friends <laughs> with money. <laughs> yes. A ton of money. Because that's probably ton. incredibly expensive. You can't be like nouveau riche. You gotta be I mean, I, I volunteer to be the one that everyone talks about of be, being like the disaster oh, the yeah. on the show. So you could just pay for it, but so you don't have to worry about that. 
Real right. And if you film, I think Bravo knocks a good portion of your um, trip off. So mm -hmm. um, somebody, oh, yes, yeah, so somebody said Croatia. The last place somebody said just somebody's beach. I felt that like in my spirit. I was like, after going to the pool on um, while well, in New Orleans, like I missed being around water and you, you don't realize it until you're not like until you're confronted with it again. So mm -hmm. um, I love beaches. I do. Uh, I've not been to an actual beach in quite some time, but we got to do it. Um, I think that are that's all of our like poll questions and all that stuff. So that's good. Um, let's go into our last segment about loud feelings. And we do have a write in this week. So I can either start with yeah. that or you or you can start. Let's start with the writing because I am trying to think about something did happen in New Orleans after mm -hmm. you left that I think is, is very much something to talk about. Okay. Um, but I'm still triggered by it. So give me a cent a second to Okay. Um, like I'm finding this out now because we haven't really yes. spoken just yet. So um okay yeah, i mean we could we could start there i mean it's 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 something but um so in november i contracted covid uh don't know how i got it but i i, I was not adhering by the cdc guidelines in the sense of only staying with you know in in a small group of people and wearing a mask when you're indoors so you know i was i went to a gathering uh, after Thanksgiving, it wasn't many people. It was four or five. We all had been tested like kind of a week before. Or so, you know, in various ways. Um, but we decided as a group to, um, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, see each other. Um, we saw them. And then this was like a Friday or Saturday, I believe. And then Monday morning, I ended up having symptoms. I got tested on Monday. And um, I had COVID, you know, knock on wood, you know, I, I was okay. I, I mean, I did have symptoms. Everyone knows that who knows me, I did have my symptoms, but the first thing I did when I found out I had COVID immediately, I told everyone that I was around mm -hmm. um, a bunch of people got tested because I had seen some people Thursday night and then there were some people there the next day and a couple of people did actually test positive as well. But interestingly enough, the way COVID is, some people did that I was some around all don't. the time didn't test positive and, and ultimately I was, it was interesting. So there was a group of people that, um, that I told that ultimately had some comments um, that weren't really uh, kind of interested in, in my health. Um, they may have mentioned like, I hope you're okay, but ultimately uh, also utilized, also said things like, did you come to my house with symptoms? Um, you know, all this other stuff that was just, I just didn't really want to get into it. It wasn't a great thing, like telling me that it, it was definitely me who gave it to people, you know, like accusing me of all these things. And I was like, we don't know that, especially because I was around other people that didn't get it. You know, mm -hmm. you guys were actually at a Thanksgiving after party. You could have had it. Like no one knows, but who cares? Like I told everyone, you know, I felt terrible that I got COVID and contracted it to people. Like, let's be serious. Like that, that's the worst thing to have to tell people in that sense. Um, so ultimately I was done, done with that group after that situation, have not talked about it since just give a, can't give a shit. 
on Saturday night uh, or Sunday or something, Sunday night or Monday, something. Got a text from one of my friends, Brian, who had went out to a club in Boston and ran into one of these people who mentioned out of nowhere that they got COVID from John Pelosi. <gasps> so now that's happened in November. Um, it's now June. And still oh, holding on. By the, way, by the way, this one um, never really, you know, he wished that I was okay. He was fine. But the other one that he's with was the one who was questioning me and all these things mentioned, like, you understand, like, this person lives with his elderly parents. And if you gave him COVID, this is back in November, like, that's really dangerous. And again, I said, you know, we all decided to get together. So right. even anyone could have COVID and maybe he should have not done that knowing he lives with his parents. But, you know, that's, that's obviously the blame it on me. You know, I, I actually just decided to give him COVID because I knew he lived with his parents. I'm like, right. That's I, wanna I want to take him. I want to take him out. Um, so I decided to just let it go. Like, I don't care about, like, they can't speak to me anymore. This happened a long time ago. I befriended them. I blocked them on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, subsequently, ben, ben actually did the same thing. A um, couple of hours later, a little text come across that's saying, hey, I noticed that you guys befriended me and added, it was the group, it was two people plus Ben and I to this. So my first pet peeve is, how do people know that? Do you How have do an, they know? How do, do they app, know? Or are you watching your numbers? You are you so? If you are so Matt, watching the numbers, please follow you. I can tell you, I if you unfollowed me today, like we've been friends for eleven years, I probably wouldn't know for a solid few months. Like unfollow me, I don't give a shit. Like I'm not watching not, my numbers. It's not I'm real not numbers. So anyway, that was the first. That's my first pet peeve. The second thing is, you know, ultimately through the conversation, like I was not having it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like it makes me feel like shit, even though I felt like I can do as the best I could by telling people it. But ultimately in the end, the one who's been like questioning the entire time was just like trying to say, like trying to like tell me how I feel. So that was one thing. That's another pet peeve. You hate pet peeve number two. So the first thing was get over yourself and stop watching your Instagram and follower numbers. Or if you have an app telling you how many people who who's defending you, like maybe get a job, get a job. Second thing is like, don't tell me how I feel or what I did or what you would have done differently when I didn't ask you to do it. Um, al although I'm a uh, the king of unsolicited advice and probably <laughs> people, so I should adhe adhere to my own advice. And the third thing was just like ultimately like I hate when people. Like this was two best friends on a thing. And the one best one guy literally threw his best friend under the bus and just made sure that he was cleared and his name was cleared. And oh, ultimately I was like, I am on vacation and I don't give a shit about it. You guys right now, like this really does not hurt me. Like I'm never right. going to invite you anywhere. You're never going to invite me anywhere. If we run into each other, we'll say hi and that's it. And ultimately I, I don't care anymore, but that, is just something that I was just like, I don't, it makes me feel like shit. And I didn't want to ruin my last day in New Orleans because like, I just don't care. Like I'm with people that right. I care about ultimately. Well, and people who are like actually invested in your life and really care about how you're feeling after like having COVID. Co having COVID and I'm speaking from a like 
place of deep understanding with that as though I've not had it personally, but a very close person my family has and almost died from it. Like asking and, and following up with people on how they're feeling about that afterwards is so important. So for you to like take the broken glass and kind of grind it in months and months later, it's like, everybody in that group made a specific decision to not adhere to rules. Unfortunately, some people contracted it. Some people did not, but you can't penalize one person. Everybody was just as at fault as anybody else. You could have been asymptomatic and carrying it and gave it to somebody. Like there's no like real test that you're the, the patient that gave it to them. So it just ultimately was just annoying, and I'm uh, just. Well, it's just sad, right? Like it's sad. Like you know, if you know me as a person, like you, you know, ultimately because I was getting defensive when it happened in November, like how I was just all these questions. I was like, well, where were you guys? Because you guys could have gave it to me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I'm, just, I'm like, who cares? We're all okay, and and you know, his family, his family is okay too. And I felt terrible about it, and like. I, all I did was end it and said, you know, if you just please stop using my, my name and, you know, when I'm not there, there's no reason to do it. Perfect. You know, but gaslighters saying like, oh, uh, that's not how it happened. This is a game of telephone. I'm going to speak to the person who wrote, reached out to you because they're lying. And I was like, uh, I know this person. They're not lying at all. Actually. Right. Also, you you were caught talking about someone you feel like shit. And all you really want to do is clear your name. You don't really give a shit. You don't what? care about anybody. I don't care involved. about you either. It's right. not my loss. It's your loss, bitch. Woo! You better tell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry that happened and fuck them. That's how I see it. Um, so the write-in this week is a PSA. Is uh, a PSA. Pride Month is not for straight women to wear rainbows and pat. And post on IG. It's a month to acknowledge the fight that LGBTQ people have made to uh, just to simply exist. I and I think we can take that out of the context of putting it only on women. I think this person had a specific interaction that led to it being said for straight women. But I think anybody who considers themselves an ally or who considers themselves non like anti-homophobic, um, it's not your badge to wear, right? Like, it's not to make you seem more woke or, or uh, affectionately um, sourced to gay people. That's not what this is. It's like, acknowledge what's happening, and it goes even into, like, uh, conversations about race. It's like, don't pretend to wear the struggle that came with identifying as gay or whatever of the litany under the rainbow. Don't identify, like try to take on the mantle or and Rachel Dole is all the like black experience. Oh, it's like, just stand by, say I'm listening and thank you for sharing. That must've been difficult relate to that person, be empathetic towards that person and walk beside that person, but don't try to wear it because you're only making the situation worst. You're making so, yourself look stupid ultimately. So I'm curious about like what this post and, and was and it was triggered because I actually have seen uh, many straight allies post like pride, pride things around like with their children. Oh, so I think I did get a little backstory. Like, yeah. All that stuff. And I actually 
like it. I've had multiple people text me with their children and saying that, or even post on like a photo on Facebook or something, or like, here's to, you know, I just want to let you know, I'm, I'm a, a supporter and, and, and really happy. So I'm curious, like, I think that I is think completely fine. I, I actually enjoy that. No, I, feel I don't think there. that person. I'm curious to th what this, I know you don't want to, I don't obviously no, give much away no, depending on what it was. Knowing yeah. this person, I know exactly that he himself would be that person that you're referring to is like, he would be at the marches or like wearing the flag or whatever in that way, but it wouldn't be to attention gather for himself. Yeah. Um, I think this more so was referring to bar sexuals and straight women, women putting on um, gay okay. or lesbian or excuse me, lesbian or bisexual behaviors to impress straight men. Um, okay. That has always been kind of a controversial point of like, oh, you're only like doing this at bars and like you're not actually like doing it for anything more than the attention of a man. So I think that's where that okay. source to. Um, but you, like we were talking about just now, like people will take the situation and make themselves look as good as humanly possible in, in it. So yeah. you can do more harm than good if you start standing in places in which you've never fought. So yep. I understand a hundred percent where that person's coming from. And thank you for writing in. I appreciate it. Um, my loud feeling for the week is I, and I, like coming back to work and all that stuff has been such an adjustment. It's funny how like all it takes is like four days Four days of being off from work, a long weekend will make you appreciate how a vacation like heals you and like charges you back to center only to have it stripped out from under you within two business days. So I've been working on a project um, for some time and I love my job. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of what I'm experiencing right now is people wrangling. And when you ask somebody for a, a piece of your ultimate project and they have somehow found a way to push it off, push it off, push it off, it's not a big deal. And they've told you to your face, I've not done it. It's not a big deal. I, sitting before you today, would never feel comfortable enough to tell you as somebody, not even as a boss, but as somebody who is asking you for your expertise that I didn't do it. I would never feel so comfortable or entitled to working in that manner. So, and then like essentially starting to get into places where you start blame shifting, where like, oh, well, you should have asked me for this then, or we should have, I should have gotten some more alerts about this or this, that, and the third. And it's like, I shouldn't have to, I don't want to treat you as a kindergartner and chase you down for, um, for work or whatever. And I remember, I think back to when we're in like, high school and things like that. And teachers are like, I shouldn't have to chase you down. You're all but an adult now. And I shouldn't have to like ask you where your homework is. You knew it was due. Let's hand it in. Um, yep. When I get a due date, that is what's in my, that's, I put it on my calendar that it's a due date. I don't want it to be something that's looming. I have time anxiety. So I'm fully aware that like, if, if I'm holding up your project, I'm not sleeping that night. So I just have been getting into these conversations and it's just been annoying. Also to the woman that's been like disrespectful during this and like, she doesn't know me. I don't know her, but like your tone and your tenor at work 
make it make or break our relationship. I have to work with you, but I don't have to enjoy working with you. Um, so you talking to me crazy and essentially telling me that my project is doomed to fail sets me in a direction of, I don't want to interact with this person. I'm going to do the bare minimum with them. So, um, don't be the person that willfully abandons your projects and starts to blame shift. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing more to say besides I agree with you a hundred percent. And I yeah. think I always tell people all the time, it's, and this is not what I do because I like to just travel as much as possible. So I take smaller vacations, but it's sometimes much better to take a big two week vacation because yep. a lot of shit then has to get done when you're not there yep. rather than people like leaving their comments and waiting for you to come back on. Right. Of, it's like that's, that's checking in, right? Like, Oh, I yeah. left you that email. You didn't get it. Cause you were on vacation. Ooh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I hear you. People are, yeah and then they start telling you what the new due date is i was like oh no 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 you don't tell me what the due yeah. date is i set the tone if i want to give you extra time on it sure not anything else beyond that so i cannot wait until this project is over so i can start my next and be done so awesome um, yeah all while being amazing and fabulous so yeah um Thank you for joining this week. I'm very excited to have you. We spent such great time together, and this is like icing on the cake. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it was amazing to see you. I get to see you next month as well. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just, just fantastic. I'll see you in October. Who knows? Maybe we'll do something, and maybe you'll, like, fly down to North Carolina and surprise my family for the... The you know what, you, wedding anniversary. Oh my God! What are you doing here? On the, on the strength of Linda alone, you know I would. You're gonna wear the khaki pants and the white shirt. Can I Count. get? Can I like pop the collar and wear two polo shirts? What was it? Under? It was contrived. <laughs> outdated. Poor Linda. <laughs> Poor Linda. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to post photos on on your on the loud feeling podcast once those photos are published in august oh i um, know the family trip especially the one where you know me solo gets to take some photos with a photographer about on the beach with a little over the shoulder action oh well listen maybe I, a little like bit of your, bump, your little prom bump, pic photos bump that, bump that booty listen you got a little booty on you right now like i saw it at the pool we, Maybe a little bit of like a Nicki Minaj uh, Starship video with the waves if, crashing. If you get on the ground and do the Starships for the photo shoot, I will live and die all the ones. Listen, you, don't, you know I will. Nothing's <laughs> beyond you. Nothing's beyond you. Go for it. Why not? Oh, my um, God. Those photos need to be published all over the place. I cannot that. wait. Um, who knows? Maybe I will. Like, I, I've not been ever, so... I'm I told Ben and, and Andrea they should do it, like, but they can't stay with us because my mom is like pretty, pretty, pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. She's just like, this is not my late trip. Yeah, no, I, it, I, I totally feel that. And also, those two need to start getting along before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oops. I mean, we all know it. They're gonna listen, and I can't wait. Listen, people, people in Guam know that they're not getting along. That's how loud they are. So. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it! Um, I love it. But yeah, they're not ruining Linda's. Actually, what 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 happened to me the other day is is going to bring them together again. Oh, I good! Think. I'm glad that's a silver lining, though. Because they're both just totally just outraged 
by the whole situation. They have been outraged by it, and then it coming up again has just totally. Well, they're both very protective of you, like mm-hmm. and as we all are. We're very protective of our friends, and at yeah. this point, like at this point in in our mid thirties, mid you know, mid upper thirties, like I mean. Uh, some of us are geriatric millennials. Okay, who, not me. Who is, are you reading me on my podcast? Goodbye. The phone call is <laughs> the door is closed. Um, but like, we're very protective of our friends at this age. Like, we found our friend group. We found who we mesh with. We found right. people that we want to spend time with, and do not cross our friends. Just well, don't. That's the thing is, like, at this point, it's going to be we're all lifelong friends, and yeah it's going to take a catastrophic event to rip us apart. So you hurting somebody is hurting me and I don't want to be hurt. So um, it, it, I'm, I would be happy if that was the uniting thing, at least the thing that broke the ice with them and kind of not to put their business out there, but like kind of put them in a new space of conversation. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. I think they'll, I think everything's going to go really well. It's going to be fine. Well, good. I'm glad. Um, well, happy Pride, everyone. And yeah. happy we... Pride and joy. Tell us your Pride. Well, tell Mark your, your Pride you, story. You, you'll know about it. I'll post it. Yes, of course. I want to I want to hear everyone's Pride. Ce- I want to see everyone's Pride celebration and all that. Uh, I have uh, Ruby will be back with me Tuesday. I have a little bow, oh. rainbow bow tie for my little baby. Oh, um, I love her. So there'll be there'll be photos. Maybe I I should get a matching bow tie and post a thought picture with my dog. Because why do not? A, are you gonna do a thought squat? While oh, a doing- thought squat with Ruby in my head. It's <laughs> <laughs> your problem. I'm like, oh, the dog. Are you? Oh my god! I'm just displaying the dog. I'm sorry you saw my butt. <laughs> I'm sorry I had no. I'm sorry I had no clothes on besides a bow tie. But I swear it was for the dog. It's all for the dog. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like I would love to see people's pride photos. It'll get me in the mood to be prideful and yep. all that stuff. And I, I think we're well on our way with that. I think also people are just going to be excited to get out. I don't know that New York City has even talked about if they're doing a parade this year. That would probably be a lot of people that are maybe vaccinated, maybe not. Yeah. Potential super spreader events. I don't know how they'll handle it, but we'll see. But until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, bitch.